All right, well, he won the belt one year ago and making the walk once again at the Mountain America Center on January 27th is the Fierce FC bantamweight champion, Yazin Haji. Yazin, it's great to talk to you. I haven't seen you in a year, but we're really looking forward to making for you making the walk again. Thanks, man. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. So really quick, number one question, just how are you feeling headed into your first title defense here? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm ready to show off a little more than just my grappling. I've been grappling a lot since the last fight. Uh, I've been competing in jiu-jitsu and excited to get back to another MMA fight. How do you feel about going back to Idaho? Obviously, you're from Vegas, and Fierce Fighting Championship is mainly prior prioritized in Utah, but we do go up to Idaho. Back-to-back -back fights, however, though, in Idaho Falls. How are you feeling about going back up there? Uh, I'm excited. Last time we went, it was very very cold quite a bit different than vegas uh it was a nice nice change of scenery it was nice i liked it one of the other things talking about kind of first times in certain places it was your first time at bantamweight last fight against joel harrow last year and i'm curious how did you feel throughout that weight cut and how are you preparing differently or are you approaching it the same way headed into this one i'm actually approaching it the exact same way uh my weight cut last time was absolutely perfect which uh, was honestly one of the biggest questions going into the fight. Uh, I hadn't fought in a few years before that, and I hadn't ever fought at 135. Uh, I kind of always knew that I could make the weight, but uh, having been so much time without fighting and out of the routine of cutting weight, it was a real worry whether I was going to make it or not uh, beforehand and followed my nutritionist, everything he said to a T and did everything absolutely right, and it paid off. My weight cut went phenomenal. In the fight, I felt ring rust. I didn't feel fatigue. I didn't feel overly. I didn't. I felt fatigue from ring rust, if that makes sense. I didn't feel it from a weight cut. I didn't. I've had that feeling before of heavy legs, of a bad weight cut, and you know, heavy lungs. I didn't have that. It's interesting you mentioned ring rust because when I'm talking to my cohorts around Fierce Fighting Championship, everyone says that you executed nearly a perfect game plan in that fight. And so I'm curious, where did you feel like you had ring rust throughout that fight last year? So um, I didn't get to finish. I got to a lot of very dominant positions where me being my own worst critic, I see myself put someone in a seriously bad spot multiple times and not get to finish. It's kind of frustrating. So uh, that's probably where I felt like I showed ring rust because I didn't display what I see myself do on a regular basis. Um, but as far as uh, nerves and feelings about the fight and preparation for the fight, uh, I guess I didn't have much ring rust in that sense, just within the fight, executing what I I'm used to seeing myself do in practice. Putting someone in that many bad spots usually ends with a finish. You're starting to get up there in terms of the amount of bouts that you have had. Have you begun to start to feel like a veteran in this game headed into January 27th? Uh, I've actually kind of felt like a veteran for a little while. Uh, even when I was younger, I was always around such high-level guys and guys that were good representatives of the sport and guys that took it very serious and serious athletes. So I had good role models my entire career, and I've gotten to see and learn so much that I've always kind of felt like a veteran. I was able to cut weight, someone who's never wrestled. I wrestled in high school. I didn't wrestle before that, so I didn't come up around a weight-cutting culture. I was able to, as an amateur and professional fighter, always cut significant amounts of weight, and that's all just from following my peers around me, the high-level MMA fighters that I was around. So I've always kind of 
felt like a veteran and maybe even more so now that I am, I've been fighting longer, but that feeling has kind of been there. You bring back up the, the weight cut. And I did actually want to ask you some of your preparation, particularly, obviously from that cut from 45 to 35, it had been a few years, but what was the calorie intake? Like what was a day, day, like day in and day out basis, like for you in terms of diet, calorie intake and things like that? I don't remember the exact numbers of my nutritionist kind of just told me what I was allowed and not allowed to eat. And I followed his thing to a T, but I do remember I was eating pretty normal. Uh, after my last fight at 45, uh, I had a pretty bad knee injury. And after that fight, I took my diet and everything super serious just because I wanted to condition my body from the inside out. And I didn't want to, I knew that I was going to be out for a little bit longer again after that happening in the fight right before that. So I was like, I'm not going to getting out of weight. I can't do that again. I can't let myself feel that way. So my weight kind of got super under control after that, uh, after my last fight at 45. And I began to just walk around smaller, more of a healthier weight for my size. And uh, that made the cut easier in general, I believe. But as far as caloric intake, I'm guessing it was around 2000 calories a day at max. That's very interesting. That was actually going to be my next question was what was the decision to go down? And it seems like it was just your body type. It seemed like you just walked around a little bit smaller than other 45ers. Is that fair to say? Yeah. When I began really controlling my diet and I did have to eat very lean because I wasn't really lifting weights and I began not completely a vegetarian type diet, but a lot of vegetables even a big influx in my veg vegetable intake after that knee injury and uh i feel like that helped and that brought my weight down naturally and then after that it just kind of stayed down i just became more active and just stayed down all right well i think i've asked you about 50 questions about your weight so i think we're going to move on here a little yeah. bit one of the things one of the things that i have really wanted to ask you is it's not every day that someone for fierce fighting championship has <laughs> been on Dana White's contender series in the past. And I'm curious, what was that experience like for you? I mean, obviously it was the earlier days of Dana White's contender series and it has blown up into one of the biggest shows on TV in terms of sports broadcasting, but what was it like for you back then? And what was that experience to get there? I should say. Uh, it was the biggest test of my career at the time. Um, it was, it was a great experience. Uh, Learned a lot from it, learned a lot about fight prep and and fighting with injuries. It, it, it was a great experience altogether. Uh, good pay, good, I mean, it was the biggest test of my career at the time, so it, it was a blast. All right, guys, before we keep going, we got to talk a little bit about our podcast sponsor, Water and Wellness. Now, you've heard us talk about Water and Wellness before, but I got to tell you, this is the best water I have ever had in my entire life. Alkaline filtered, some of the tastiest stuff you'll ever have. I crave it like it's a cheap meal in itself, but it is so good for you. And they're stationed right here in Salt Lake City. So go ahead, head over to Water and Wellness for the best water you have ever had in your life. Change your water, change your life. Let's get back to the podcast. Is the goal to get back? Yeah, definitely. Uh, one fight at a time and it's, I think the goal for me has always been UFC and now this is just my next fight on my way to it. So, well, but it's hard to kind of talk about like the goal of that because I've kind of put myself on pause thinking about making it into the UFC since 
this fight got booked, even before the opponent I have now. As soon as the fight got booked, I was like, okay, this has, I can't be thinking long term. I'm not thinking long term UFC. I'm thinking this next fight right now, right in front of me. So one fight at a time kind of thing against yeah, Michael Sire. Especially once it gets booked, you know, it's, it's hard to juggle that short term and long term goal setting. But once the fight gets booked for a short term, it's, it's got to be a quick switch on, at least for me. One of the things I really wanted to ask you is I've been diving into your, your history and things like that is your amateur career. Started off your amateur career losing three of your first four. Then you go on, I believe, a seven, eight fight win streak of some sort. What was the, was there a change? I know there was a little bit of time off in between the win streak and, and that, that couple of losses. Was there a change in approach? Was there a change in camp? What happened in between that time? It was just a change in maturity and just me growing as a man. Uh, my first few fights, I think I had more success actually in the beginning. I think it was the opposite way around. I don't know if it's too accurate on the typology, but in the beginning, I won several fights in a row. And I was training with high-level pros when I was 16. And then when I turned 18, as soon as I turned 18, I started fighting. And I had a bunch of wins early. And then I all of a sudden started hitting like a mental wall and started just breaking in fights and not like freezing up in fights, not necessarily break, but freezing up in fights and not performing what like at all. And uh, I think I stepped back and assessed my life outside of fighting and made some changes in myself and took control of more things. And that reflected in my fighting. I took control of things outside of my life. And I was a young dude. I was maybe 21, 22 when I started to turn shit around and started winning fights again as an amateur before I went took charge of my own life and that was reflected in my fighting and started taking charge of fights and started winning fights again is is i apologize for the incorrect stat by the way i'll make sure that that is this that is fixed for the broadcast no, no, no. and things like that um are you are you able to explain or, or kind of expound on any of those mental blocks that you were able to get over and how you did so um i think i think every athlete kind of goes through similar things it's just you start to Sometimes the pressure of if you have a lot of success early, if you're winning and you're a guy in the gym that has a lot of potential, sometimes that pressure of winning can start to get to you. Uh, not so much the pressure of, of losing. If uh, I always pretty typically would perform better on highly underrated matches, like matches where I'm supposed to lose, highly underdog matches. Um, but nothing really out of the norm. Um, typical... I'm not sure that's kind of a hard question, I guess. But yeah. I'm I'm very curious. You kind of mentioned that there were moments that you started to realize that you were kind of built for this and getting good at this. When was a specific moment or is there a specific fight that you realized, man, I really can separate myself from the pack and I am really meant to be doing this? Um, for me, that was pretty early. Uh I started Taekwondo when I was 12, 11, and I got my black belt like 15. And my instructor at the time, I told him I wanted to be a fighter and fight MMA. He told me, you need to wrestle in high school because I was getting ready to go into high school. He goes, well, you need to start wrestling and find a gym where you can practice fighting every single day. And at that time, he kind of brought it to me as a, you need to just, if you're, if you're going to do it, you have to decide entirely to do it. And it was really beneficial for me that at about 15 years old, going into high school, 
I made the decision that I was going to be a fighter for the rest of my life. And I just made that decision and began going down that road. And, uh, and I think in hindsight, it was very beneficial and I'm glad that it happened that way, that it was so early that that became committed to my, to me in my mind. So after all these years, what do you think is the number one thing you've learned about yourself throughout your fighting career? I mean, you learn what you're really capable of and you learn your limits. Those are two pretty powerful things for a man to know, I think. To really know, you know, you really get to test what you're capable of doing, and that's a huge thing. What were your feelings like headed into last year facing someone like Joel Haro? I know that that was kind of not necessarily a step up in competition, but kind of one of those things that benchmarked you. You realized where you stood in terms of the pecking order, in terms of the regional scene. How did you feel headed into that fight, and was it a must-win for you last year? Yeah, it was definitely a must-win. Uh I knew that any fight I take after contender series, I know it's like, hey, anytime any fight I go to have anywhere out of town, I'm for sure always going to fight the best guy in town at my weight. And that's what I fully expected with Joe Haro, and he delivered. And it was a tough fight, and it was definitely a must win. Uh, after such a long layoff and going down to 35, I, I don't know why, but it was definitely a must win. Yeah. Do you find another question about the weight, but do you find this new, uh, this new campaign, I should say at 135, almost like a new life for you? Maybe so. Uh, it's convenient that it's just a lower weight class. I think this weight or this time off and having gone through the injuries would have been kind of a resurgence all in the same. Uh, but after all that, that I've had recently, I feel like it would the same things. I would be performing the same way and me getting to a natural weight is just kind of a side effect of it. And I got to a lower weight class. Talking about January 27th, you faced guys with similar records and styles as to Michael Sire. What gets you excited about January 27th? What gets me excited right off the bat is, uh, he has a winning record. He's active and he's a serious fighter, serious athlete. So all those things to me says he's going to, I don't have no worry about him showing up to the fight. No worry about him making weight and no worry about him coming into the fight, ready to fight. So all those things excite me because I can get motivated for like, for a fighter to know that he's got an exciting fight coming up. It's, it's the best feeling, you know, it's hard not to get motivated for something like that. Well, he absolutely put on a show last February in the mountain America center. He plans to do it again in his first title defense. Yazin Haji. Thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Hey man. Thank you.